This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood along with traveling partners Jay White and Kamel King with Visit Mississippi. We're traveling the state letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today we're jamming out at the City of Ridgeland's Twilight Concert Series featuring blues traveler with none other than band guitarist Chan Kinchula and Visit Ridgeland's Director of Marketing and Public Relations, Katie Coates, before heading to Tupelo's Community Theater to check out their haunted theater and October events. Then we'll make a stop in the Bellhaven District for Oktoberfest, presented by Fertile Ground Beer Company. Our first stop of the day takes us to Ridgeland during their Twilight Concert Series tomorrow, 5 p.m. at Renaissance Colony Park, featuring the best bands in the land, Blues Traveler, Government Mule, and Bonville. And in with us to tell us more about it and even more events is Visit Ridgeland's Director of Marketing and Public Relations, Katie Coates. Katie, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. I'm telling you, Ridgeland has got it going on during the month of October, and I wanted to invite you on, one, so that you can tell us all about what you all have going on, and two, I am a super fan of Blues Traveler. So, of course, this is right up my alley, so I just want to hear all about everything. But, Katie, again, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, and tell me a little bit about what you do in your role with Visit Ridgeland. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you're a super fan of uh, the band that we have coming to Ridgeland this weekend. As a director of marketing and PR, I get to do a lot of uh, fun stuff like hosting people in Ridgeland and promoting our fun events like we're about to talk about. Yeah, that's going to be some good stuff. I mean, literally, Ridgeland has got it going on from the top of October to the bottom. So let's just jump right into it. We need to go ahead and just talk about the Twilight Concert Series featuring Blues Traveler, Government Mule, and Bonville. That'll be happening October 22nd. Tell me a little bit about that concert. Sure. So the Twilight Concert Series is um, here at the Renaissance at Colony Park on the green space out by the interstate. Uh, We've had several different shows, and the latest one is going to be Blues Traveler, Government Mule, and Bonville. Um, They're all great bands, but Blues Traveler has some hits. If you Mm -hmm. uh, Google them, I'm sure everyone will be familiar with some of those um, uh, classic 90s hits that we all know and love. Um, That's going to be Saturday night, gates open at 5, and the show starts at 6. And people can go online to check out um, ticket options. There's all sorts of little pods and general admission Um, And just we're going to have a good time. Right. Tell me a little bit about the concert series. Who have you featured before this actual show that's going to be happening tomorrow night? Sure. So um, the last one I went to was The Revivalists, which are also um, really popular and have some some recent hits. And um, these shows pop up all throughout the year. So if you go and follow them at Twilight Concerts MS on Instagram and check out their website at twilightms.com, you can uh, stay in the loop on what shows are coming. I'm sure they'll be announcing more for the spring uh, soon. 
Right. So the concert, for those of you all who don't know, this concert series is at Renaissance Colony Park, and it's an outdoor live music show that's held out there. It's an amazing show that they have on the concert green. Tell me a little bit about the concert green. I've never been out there to see it. Well, this really kind of um, sparked after pandemic times when everyone wanted to get together and hear live music, but we wanted to do it, find ways to do that. And so um, some bright minds had the idea to take the existing green space out near the Renaissance Shopping Center um, and literally spray paint little squares in the grass. And they've set up this whole area where they bring in a huge stage food trucks and merch for purchase and all sorts of stuff and um, gate the whole thing and you can just come in and bring chairs and blankets and hang out dance under the stars which is why it's called twilight concert Mm -hmm. and um, the shopping center really just transforms into this venue right a little bit about how important are the partners when it comes down to putting on a whole concert series like this where you're inviting big name groups to come out to perform and to entertain everybody so important. You know, we love to, um, of course, help support our local hotels and restaurants, and everyone's just so excited to have these events in Ridgeland, and so um, everyone works really well together, but it's important that we all just be the best host that we can uh, to our local and out-of-town visitors. Right. So, guests, make sure that you know that you are welcome to bring a lawn chair and blankets for comfort and seating. And like she said, there's going to be food trucks out there. So not only are you going to get a concert, but you're also going to get some good eats. So that sounds like a great deal. But, Katie, let's go ahead and talk about some of the stuff that Visit Ridgeland has coming up for the entire month of October as it relates to Visit Ridgeland. On the 23rd now, there's going to be a great pumpkin hunt. Who knew pumpkins needed to be hunted. Right. We have a ton of family-friendly events uh, headed our way over the next couple of weekends. So this coming Sunday, October 23rd, the Great Pumpkin Hunt is actually put on by First Ridgeland, um, and it's their second annual Great Pumpkin Hunt. It was a big hit last year on um, a different green space here at the Renaissance at Colony Park. So there's going to be pumpkins. Kids can wear their costumes. They have dressed-up fairy tale photos, candy, all the things that kids love and parents love to let their kids go run <laughs> free and um, and do. So it's a really cute event and certainly very family friendly. Them babies are going to have pumpkins everywhere if they hunt them like yeah. that, Katie. <laughs> Pumpkins are going to be everywhere. But coming up on October 27th, you all have Trunk or Treat. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be at Freedom Ridge Park, and it's put on by our um, city's recreation and parks. This is for kids 10 and under. Of course, you got to bring your costume and a bag out to Freedom Ridge, and you can trick-or-treat from everyone's uh, trunks, their car trunk to car trunk. Uh, mm. Admission for this one's going to be $5 per child, so be sure to um, bring that with you when you come. That's nice. And I like the whole idea of being able to go from trunk to trunk. That way, you know where you're at and you know the people who you're probably going to come up on. You can actually see them as you're walking up on them. So that's a great, nice, safe alternative to, I guess, door-to-door Halloween trick-or-treating. Exactly. It's convenient, it's easy, and it's a great back backdrop there at Freedom Ridge Park. Right. Okay. Everybody who's listening, I need you to take out your pen because I'm telling you, when Visit Ridgeland has their October slam full, they do. So on the 29th is Fall Fest. Tell me a little bit about that. That seems like a big event as well. Yes. So this is going to be at North Park. And if anyone has not been to North Park recently, they are doing some great programming. You know, they're recently renovated and their Fall Fest um, is going to be trick-or-treating, 
games, costume contest, and my personal favorite, which is their fifth annual Howlin' and Growlin' pet costume contest. Um, I have a dog, and so <laughs> that's where I will be. So everybody come out and uh, and check out that pet costume contest. Now, Katie, you're going to have to tell me now, what is the baby, a.k.a. the dog, wearing for Halloween this year? <laughs> Disco the dog is um, going to be a crawfish. Oh, do you do? Ma- okay, I'm a dog owner as well. My baby is going to be a bat this year. Every year, though, it's something to do with her color because she's black and white. But do you do a matching outfit to go along with the dog? It's funny you ask. My husband and I had big plans to be um, a corn and a potato to go along with the crawfish. <laughs> Y'all are going to be having- a boil. <laughs> Well, we're having a hard time finding um, a corn costume because everyone wants to be corn because of that. Uh, yeah, the viral. Yeah. yeah. So um, stay tuned. We're, we're working on that one. Yeah. I love corn. I love that baby, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be Batgirl. And my baby, of course, is going to be a bat. So we may come out to the fifth annual Howling and Growling Pet Costume Contest as long as they can give me a prize as well. So uh, Y'all might take the cake. I know. I know. Not, not if y'all come up on that corn outfit. It's over then, Katie. All y'all need is, is, a, uh, is a boiler pot, and then it's on and popping. <laughs> That's good stuff. Coming up on the 30th, Turtle Tricks and Treats. What is that all about? Turtle Tricks and Treats is a new event. Um, it's the second year. It's at Blaylock Photography Studio on Jackson Street in Ridgeland. And um, this came from a staff member's love of the Turtle Rescue League, Central Mississippi Turtle Rescue, uh, here locally. Um, They come out and bring different turtles and creatures and critters, and we've just kind of created this event um, where kids can come and see the turtles, and they have uh, candy and cookies, and it's just a fun, unique event um, that, again, is family-friendly. It's on a Sunday afternoon, um, great weather, and it's just something different. Yeah, and it does sound something like it's different, especially when you're kind of pulling in the whole educational aspect of learning about turtles in addition to kind of hooking it up to Halloween and the treats. So I love that idea, too. And then October 30th, you all are having the Lake Harbor Trunker Treat. What is that one all about? I mean, it's everything Halloween for y'all. <laughs> I know, right? They just kind of all keep coming. But um, that's just another Trunker Treat similar to the one at Freedom Ridge Park. Same thing, bring your costumes, come on out, and um, uh, rack up on some candy. Right. So this is all, all these great events are being brought to you by Visit Ridgeland. And Katie, I just enjoy you being here and letting us know about all of them. All of this, again, is being brought to you by Visit Ridgeland. And Katie, where can everybody go to get more information about everything that you all have going on at Visit Ridgeland? Everybody head to visitridgeland.com. We've got some blogs and some stuff there on the homepage. You won't have to get too far, and you can get all the times and the addresses and all the location you need for all these fun events. Y'all make sure y'all go out there and do that. Katie, thank you again for joining me here on Next Stop Mississippi. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Everybody, this has been Katie Coach. She's the Director of Marketing and Public Relations at Visit Ridgeland. Coming up next is our interview with none other than Chan Kinchula. He is the guitarist with Blues Traveler right now. And with us, we have one part of Blues Traveler, the greatest band in all the land. Chan Kinchula is in with us. He is the guitarist with Blues Traveler, and he will be on the 
the stage for the Twilight Concert Series that will be happening at Renaissance at Colony Park Saturday, October the 22nd at 5 p.m. Chan, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to getting down there. I know it. Thank you so much for, for coming on on air with us. Quick question. Have you ever been to Mississippi? Oh, you know, after we've been we've been a band 35 years and we've been touring probably 33 of those. So uh, when most people ask me uh, if I've been somewhere, I'm usually usually it's like 10 times. So we've been through Mississippi over the years. I got to guess 50 minimum. 50 times. Wow. Wow. Jay, you never told me any about any about them coming. You didn't tell me that they came 50 times. Well, I mean, if 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 you are good enough as a band to have the name Blues in your name, oh, you, yeah, have you, gotta have, come you have through. to have wound through Mississippi several times. Right. Over. Right. <laughs> Chan, let me know how blessed have you been to be in this band for 35 years? I mean, nobody else. You can't get groups to stick together that long. It's true. I mean, I always say uh, the longer I do it, the more I like it. So it's definitely, uh, I mean, you know, people used to say, you look like you're having so much fun up there. I'm like, <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was play guitar in a cool band. <laughs> and somehow I've managed to keep doing it all this time. I mean, you know, it, it requires having a great group of guys. I mean, we got together in high school, so we're kind of, um, there's a lot of bonds that go beyond just being a band together. We kind of grew up together. So there's a family element. Yeah. And, um, and just a great fan base, you know, the crowds, if the, as long as people keep showing up, we'll keep doing it. I mean, we probably do it even if no one showed up, but, um, you know, having great fans and, and I mean, you know, for us playing live was always the first thing we loved about music, the interaction between musicians, the interaction with the crowd. And, you know, I think that's what's kept us going for all this time. Mm -hmm. Um, We always, depending on, you know, chart success and all the the radio and doing albums, which are fun, we always just love playing live. So we'd always fall back on that throughout the whole whole stretch of the the career. And uh, there's something magical about that. And, you know... I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it. Right. I, I do feel that way. Right. How right. do you guys know? Uh, you know, you can't just grind nonstop. So how do you guys know when it's time maybe to take a break for a month or get off the road for a little while? Or uh, we, we've all been a, we've all been in the studio with each other too long, so it's time to take a break from each other. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, uh, uh, a global pandemic is a good time to take a break. Mm. That's when we know. Indeed. Uh, that was our first year we didn't do gigs in our entire you know in our entire history to be honest i mean you know we we don't tour year round so there's still i mean we we really don't work that hard I, you know when we're <laughs> touring uh, work smarter now there's a lot of travel involved but we still have six months a year when we're sitting our ass at home fucking <laughs> whoever we're uh, stuck home with so uh you know at the end of a lot like we've been out pretty much since may and it's been great, but we've only got a couple more weeks here. This gig is probably one of our last gigs of the uh, of the year, and we're pretty much sick of each other at this point. We're ready to just, <laughs> you know, there's a kind of there's a kind of relaxed freedom that comes with that. So you you'll be kind of part of the end of the year touring um, celebrations, right? 
Right. That's good stuff. Um, Let's talk a little bit about y'all coming for the Twilight concert series at Renaissance at Colony Park. How did this get on y'all's radar and how excited are you for it? Well, we're particularly excited because we're playing with Government Mule. Right. And uh, us and the Mule and Warren are friends from way back, back in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, we were lucky enough that we opened up for the Allman Brothers for a few summers. Yeah. And Warren had just kind of joined them. So he was kind of in our, more in our age bracket than the Allman Brothers. So we got to be friends then, and he would sit in with us. And then Government Mule, when we put that together, was on Horde a bunch. And then we also did some touring together. So we've known Warren for 30 years, um, just coming up and, and throughout all this time. So I'm sure we'll have him come up and play with us and... Uh, you know, make a make a fun day of it. So I'm really looking forward to that. For the folks uh, coming out to the venue, what kind of show does Blues Traveler put on? What can they expect from you guys? Well, hopefully it'll be a good show. That's certainly, what we like to expect certainly. from us. Um, we do, listen, we'll play, we play the hits because we don't want to be that band that doesn't play, you know, we, we don't have that many. So that gives us a little leeway <laughs> to play. Uh, you know, we do, we, we're playing stuff from our new um, Grammy-nominated blues record we put out. Yeah, blues, blues. Um, but and then mostly it's it's a little we we switch up the set every night. We'll play stuff from way back. We you know we're we're constantly kind of digging in and trying to get some deep cuts, play some fun covers, play some hits, and uh, just and and jam a lot. You know, we'll yeah. see where it goes. I love the fact that you all blend the the instruments so well between the guitars, between John's. Um, John's harmonica, like everything you all do is just so organic and and very real um, and tangible. And it still lives to this day. Like when I sit down and I listen to the music that you all put out, I mean, it it still bops to this day. I'm telling you, like awesome. I'm I'm Thank in there you. like I'm listening to it for the first time. So I just really right. enjoy the fact that you've all had such longevity in the game and have touched so many people from different diverse backgrounds, from different states and everybody. And just y'all's longevity has just been so great. So I just thank y'all so much for coming through um, Mississippi so many times and then coming through Saturday, October 22nd at Renaissance at Colony Park for the Twilight Concert Series. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just, I think we're always trying new things, trying new directions and uh, following, you know, new influences. I guess you got to stay teachable and curious. And, uh, you know, the music evolves along with that. If you're just, if we were just trying to play like we did back in the 90s, or I think it would get very stale, but yeah. we're always trying new stuff. For better or worse, sometimes it doesn't go so well, but. No, everything's we good. Have fun with it. Everything's good yeah. if y'all are playing. I know it. Everything's good. Jay, you got anything for we? No, just, that's what gives their music the authenticity that you really can't find on the radio much anymore. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right about that. That's we good. We do our best. Yeah, yeah. And we're always looking for authenticity. And we really thank you for being authentic with us today, Chan, on Next Stop Mississippi. Well, pleasure, guys. We look forward to your all's performance, Blues Traveler, at the Twilight Concert Series, Renaissance at Colony Park. That'll be Saturday, October 22nd, starting at 5 p.m. If you don't get there, I don't know if you'll get there. <laughs> you'll enjoy a live concert, of course, by Blues Traveler, Government Mule, and Bonville. Thank you again, Chan, for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. If you need any more information about that, make sure you go to visitridgeland.com and they'll have more information for you there. Chan, thanks again.
Let's rock. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood along with traveling partners Jay White and Kamel King. Hey, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, everybody. Hey, all righty then. We are here. <laughs> Jay's got that song going. I got a little excited. I'm right. sorry. Hey, listen, you already know this weekend is a hot weekend for the city. I mean, it's everybody's homecoming. We were just talking about it. Jackson State, Millsaps, Mississippi, no, Mississippi College already happened. Alcorn, it's literally Man. everybody. I think Bellhaven. Yeah, everybody. So this is going to be a crazy weekend. I don't know if everybody's into everything, but... Along with the craziness during the weekend, we also have some great events that we're highlighting. So right now on the line with us is Tupelo Community Theater's executive director. He has served as president of the Rotary Club of Tupelo, the Mississippi Theater Association, and the downtown Tupelo Main Street Association. He was division vice president for the Southeastern Theater Conference and is on the executive committee of the American Association of Community Theaters. He's directed more than two dozen productions with 10 winners at the MTA, three at the SCTC, named Best Director twice in Lone Star, went on to the National AACT Fest, and he enjoys traveling, gardening, college sports. Um, he loves state, hail state, and his simple life in Wren, Mississippi. I'd like to welcome Mr. Tom Booth to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, Tom. Good morning, good morning. How are you? I am doing good. Good morning Goodness, to you. with that resume. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, you got to fake it till you make it, they say. Tom, we don't want to talk about any of that. Let's talk about your gardening. Well, you did mention you love gardening. Let's talk about gardening. Listen, I, I love to dig in the dirt. That's one of the reasons I love living out in the country. Although I've worked here in Tupelo for 20 years, I love that little simple country life. Yes, Lindy. Yeah. That's, it's always good when you can get out and do stuff. I mean, that's an event. Gardening is definitely an event. You've got to be prepared Mm -hmm. for sure and then there's always going to be you know once the flowers grow that's the culmination of everything and then once they die i cry (laughs) because i'm not a gardener (laughs) but tom welcome to next stop mississippi we want to know everything that's going on at the tupelo community theater for the month of october and everything that y'all have got going on um around everything else for the rest of the year but i want to just get into you a little bit about your history with Tupelo Community Theater, what got you involved with the theater? Sure. Well, I, I was not involved in theater in any way as a child or a student in high school. I was asked by my best friend when we were seniors to audition for a play, and I went in and auditioned, and I did not do very well, and I didn't get a role, and honestly, I didn't really even care. Mm. Uh, I just had not made the connection at that point. But after college, I got involved with Amory Community Theater, where I'm from, and uh, then I moved around some, and and eventually, about 30 years ago, I showed up for an audition here at Tupelo Community Theater. I didn't live in Tupelo. I didn't work in Tupelo, but I was in the area, and I just thought, I'm going to go give it a try. And I got a role, and, uh, you know, that's sort of history. I mean, that was my introduction to this very welcoming theater and community here. And um, for 10 years, I was an actor and director and involved on their board of directors. And 20 years ago, when they decided to hire their first uh, executive director, I stepped off the board and and applied for the job. And here we are 20 years later. Wow. Mm, wow. 
Now, having the love for theater and, and acting and then, you know, taking a hiatus and coming back to it and really diving into it, what made you want to get into the business side of it, the management, the making the pieces work and the organization work versus just staying in, the, in, in theater and acting? Yeah, well, you know, it was just my hobby, and I had no intention of ever doing anything like this. My background is in marketing and accounting. I worked in the furniture industry for many years as an accountant. But I was involved with a company that uh, did not survive uh, and, uh, you know, had some issues, and I was downsized and eventually, you know, lost my position there. And as they say, God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. I, when I took the job, I really thought I might only be here a couple of years, but I thought, you know, let's give it a shot. I love Tupelo Community Theater. I love what they do. They've been here now 53 years, and um, I've been involved 30 of those years. So, you know, it just uh, it just worked itself out. Yeah. Wow. And I'm happy it did. But, but, again, I have no theater training beyond on-the-job training. Everything I know I learned by doing, and and by great mentors, of course. Right. Twenty years in, you might yeah. as well just go ahead and say you've got you've got formal theater training now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, well, you know, sometimes on the job is better than uh, educational because educational mm-hmm. they teach you the big scope and it prepares you. But then you get into it, and you really have to know all the nuances to make it work. Right. That's good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the Tupelo Community Theater events. Tell me a little bit about the Rocky Horror Picture Show and what made you want to put this one on this year. Well, well, we've been doing this for years, and what we do is we uh, we we get the movie. Um, of course, a lot of people don't know this. You have to get the rights to do this. You can't just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So just like a movie chain, movie theater chain, we get the rights to it. And we have what we call shadow actors. Uh, we have actors that play the same roles as what you see on the film. And so you, the movie's playing, but the, the actors that are uh, uh, playing the roles that are in the movie, they're kind of doing some of the stuff along with it. Uh, the the participants, the people that come to the show, uh, if you know anything about the Rocky Horror uh, Picture mm-hmm. Show, it's audience participation, so they get a bag of props that they can use as they go through the show, and it's just a fun uh, night of uh, going back to the 1970s when Rocky Horror first came out. Right. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, what, it's a lot of fun. When it comes down to, to casting for the Rocky Horror Picture Show and all of the, the events that you have out there at the Tupelo Community Theater, what's the one thing that you look for in an in actor? Well, you know, we have a running uh, joke around here. One of our founding members, uh, Ruth Lavacus, always said this, speak loudly and don't fall off the stage. <laughs> oh, wow. And, you yeah. know, on, honestly, that covers a lot of, uh, of what you need to do. You must you must be heard. If you're yeah. doing live theater, and, and of course, we're a training ground, and not everyone comes in knowing how to project, but that's part of our job is to, uh, you know, teach educate. And so, uh, you know, we want people with energy and enthusiasm. And if we see that, there's probably an opportunity for them here. And we always tell people, if you come and audition for a show and you don't get cast, please come back and audition again because it's very subjective and every show is uh, cast by different people. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not, I'm not making the decisions. It's the director and their casting committee for each show does it separately. Right. Mm-hmm. Tom, I'm still going to cry if I don't make the, the cut. 
Well, <laughs> they've seen it before, hey. Jermaine. Your tears yeah. will not move the needle. Okay. Uh, also, okay. also, the angry letters I'm sure will follow. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm in full tears. But that is perfect for the season, though. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course, when it comes down to the Halloween season, that's right on the dime of what, you know, right. Halloween is kind of all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, you know, I think you know this. Uh, we have our haunted theater going on at the Lyric. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is at our off-Broadway space, which only seats 100 people. But we've converted the Lyric into our haunted theater, and this is our 15th year to produce this after taking a couple of years off because of COVID. And we kicked off last night, and uh, it's got five more nights, and it's uh, – Usually we have more than 2,000 people come through the Haunted Theater in those six nights. So tell me wow. about the Haunted Theater, though. What what happens during this this program? Well, it, it's, it's not like a play. It's more like a haunted house. So you actually walk. Um, the Lyric, our home here, is celebrating its 110th birthday. Mm. Isn't that amazing? A 110-year-old mm. theater, mm. and it was built for live theater, and it's still doing live theater today. And we have a resident ghost named Antoine, and we sort of built the whole... Colorful. <laughs> Colorful name. Yeah, we sort of built the idea of the haunted theater uh, based off of Antoine originally, and we've told his story in some of the years. But this year, the, the theme is sensory overload. So you get a lot of sounds, you get a lot of lights, you get a lot of haunted characters... And you, and you come through all these many different areas that are set up in the lyric. And, uh, you know, as I told somebody the other day, I've seen 40-year-old 40 men, 40 men cry and want to leave in the middle of it. Mm-mm. And I've seen 8-year-olds walk through and go, oh, well. This ain't you know, nothing. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it can, be very, it can be very intense and scary. And we, wow. we really don't recommend it for small children, of course. But, wow. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And this is done on a stage as well. Well, it's done all through the theater, so you're just not on the stage. But yes, oh, that's the stage, scary. The stage is completely covered, and you, like I said, there's lots of little uh, curves and uh, small areas you have to go through. And the problem is, you never know what's around the next corner. I believe it in a theater. Mm. A theater is already sometimes scary anyway. Not to say, Absolutely. not to say your theater is, but. <laughs> This is well, you know, we were we were uh, put in Premier Magazine as one of the seven most haunted theaters in America, and we like to embrace what? that. What? I love how he yeah. said, "I like to embrace that." After <laughs> absolutely, <You know? laughs> ah, we describe Antoine as being like Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's, he's Always, friendly. <laughs> he's not. He's not mean. He's friendly. This is amazing. I just love the whole the spin on the haunted house. The haunted theater is very Phantom of the Opera-ish. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I made that and, up. You, did. you know, we we get calls all the time from paranormal groups. I got one three days ago, uh, wanting to come in and do paranormal experiments and spend the night and all that kind of stuff and we've never allowed that at this point because we sort of we sort of embrace Antoine for what he is and we don't want to disturb him too right much. right right well I just love having you on time to talk about Tupelo Community Theater and what y'all have got going on the auditions for the Christmas bells tell me a little bit about that before we go 
Yeah, that that has just been cast, but we're about to announce auditions uh, for the next show. Christmas Fells is a great Southern comedy, and that's coming up second weekend of December. But we're about to announce auditions for Tea for Three, which is the story of three of the first ladies. And um, it's basically each one of those three uh, actresses will do about a 30-minute monologue. I, we saw it a few years ago at the Mississippi Theater Association State Festival. It was a winner there. And so that's our next show. And then after that, we have Clue coming up and uh, Big Fish the Musical. So we've got a full year still to go. Big Ooh. Fish the Musical. Who I need to know that? The Big Fish the Musical. Tupelo Community yeah. Theater. Who knew? I know Who that's knew? right. I mean, this well, is Tupelo the place is to rich. go. Tupelo I know is it. Just rich I know so it. I know it. We're very fortunate here. We have great support, and uh, that's the reason we wanted to come on and talk with you guys. Right. Well, Tom, I thank you so much for coming on. If anybody needed more information about how to volunteer, how to to try out for, um, how to audition, basically, um, and how to enjoy themselves at the Tupelo Community Theater, where can they go? There are just so many places. We have a website, tct.ms. Of course, they can always call me here at 662-844-1935. And we're on all the social media platforms, and we'd love for them to join us any of those places. Y'all make sure to do that. Tom, I thank you so much. On behalf of the Tupelo Community Theater, you've done them well. And Excellent. You've, you've helped teach us a little bit about what's going on at Tupelo, in Tupelo. Well, we, so We hope when you're in North Mississippi, you'll come by and visit us. We coming. We're coming. Tom, Good. thank you again for joining us. In with us now is a Fertile Ground Beer company team member Matthew McLaughlin he's in to tell us all about Oktoberfest 2022 in Jackson's Bell Haven district Matthew welcome to next stop Mississippi thank you guys for having me I thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, inaugural Oktoberfest, congratulations. Yes. Break out your lederhosen. Yes. It's going down. <laughs> we have lederhosen. There will be people there wearing lederhosen tomorrow. What? This yeah. is great. I haven't tried mine on yet. But no? I haven't. You've got a full outfit, Tom? I mean, you've got a full outfit, full Matthew? Full outfit. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> Good stuff. I love the whole idea of dressing up, especially with it being on the cusp of Halloween. Do you like Halloween, Matthew? I do not like Halloween. <laughs> we just had a I, I, yeah. I set that great up. Great setup. Right. <laughs> I'd love for you to talk about your experience with Halloween. Right. We were we were we were talking that between. Was pretty rich. Yeah. My uh my first grade teacher used to dress up in a horrifying witch type costume. Mm. And I remember vividly not getting out of the car in carpool when I was six years old and I think that's what did it for me. Scarred you for life. Yeah. I just, I don't care for Halloween. Goodness. Neither do I, sir. Neither good. do I. Oktoberfest, though, is a good alternative. I can get down with some Oktoberfest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Beer and pretzels, I can do. Yes. Masks and Halloween candy, I cannot. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let's get right into it. Tell me all about Fertile Ground Beer Company. When were you established and what made you, you know, want to jump on this whole team? Sure. So um, it's a it's it's been a story that's been probably, I guess, two decades in the making. I have been uh, an alcohol regulatory lawyer now for the better part of 20 years. So I've, I've worked in the industry, worked in the industry in Mississippi. I have lobbied on behalf of the industry for the better part of 15 years. Um, and I was approached, um, I guess this would have been right before the pandemic hit by the developers of the Bellhaven Town Center. Um David Turner and Ruffin Lowry are two people that I've known for a long time, and this is a project that David has been working on for 
gosh, probably 15 years, mm. um, wanted some connections uh, in the industry to clients of ours that might be looking at doing a second location, really wanted a brewery to kind of be the, the flag, flagstone, flagship right. tenant in this development. And uh, I took my law partner, Connor Reeves, with me to that meeting. And, um, and then afterwards, we went back to the office um, had a couple of beers on the porch and looked at each other and said, well, why don't we do this? You know, instead of um, this being a, a second location for somebody else, Jackson really needs something to call its own. Mm-hmm. We had Lucky Town for a while and mm-hmm. they had closed and I, I, we felt like the time was right. So um, we both went home and got our spouse's permission and blessing <laughs> and eye rolls and Good job. all sorts of other things. You said how much money? That's no. right. <laughs> That's right. 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 Well, you know, and we have not up to this point quit our day jobs. We're both still actively practicing yeah. law and don't intend to stop that anytime soon because I have a family to provide for. Right. And, and so um, it just, we, we identified a third partner to be on the team. Uh, Matt Jeffries, who is our chief operating officer, um, Maddie had worked in the beer industry for a long time and Connor and I both, both knew him and sort of the three of us set out to put together a business plan and it changed multiple times throughout the process. And I guess two plus million dollars worth of investment later, we opened in May of this year and wow. have just been overwhelmed at the positive reception that we've gotten from, uh, from the Jackson community and the greater Jackson area. I mean, we have tons of people that are coming into Jackson, uh, for the first time in a long time from the suburbs, uh, which is really that kind of, I mean, I live in Fondra and we, everything about my life is in Jackson. But when I hear people say, I haven't been in Jackson in a year, um, and we're coming in to, to drink your beer, it, it makes the hair on the back mm. of my neck stand up. That's so, great. It's fantastic. That's great. That's great. That's Look, I'm looking, mm-hmm. I looked at the team online on their website, fertilegroundbeer.com, and the team looks like they are beer aficionados. Like, I would trust them. I'm not sure. It's, it's how pretty cliched. To pick, <laughs> I would trust the whole team to pick out a beer nice. for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we have two brewers. Um, they're both rock stars. Uh, William Payton moved here from El Paso, Texas, and had been brewing commercially for probably 10 or 12 years. And then um, Aaron is our, our other brewer who is from the Jackson area and had come out of the kind of a home brewing group. Um, when when he joined us. So we're incredibly blessed. We've got a dedicated group of people that wake up every day with the you know, the goal beer on their mind, beer on their minds, not necessarily on their breath when they wake up. So but no, it's 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 awesome. And we just I'm so incredibly grateful for the Jackson community and how how they have supported us so far. Right. We're going to get into the inaugural Oktoberfest, yeah. but I want to talk about the space. Yeah. So let's talk about that. This Fertile Ground Beer um, Company has actually a space. We do. So we are in the old laundry facility for Baptist Hospital. Um, David and Ruffin's development group had acquired um, some existing structures in this couple of blocks that is basically from Poplar Boulevard, which is where um, Kiefer's is sort of going south Mm. towards the downtown area, Um, but still in Bellhaven. And uh, we took about 7,000 square feet in uh, the old Baptist laundry facility. Mm. Um, High ceilings, great place to manufacture beer. Um, We put together a design team that we felt like could really capture what we wanted out of the brewery. Um, A lot of breweries uh, are 
overly masculine, lots of wood, lots of metal, lots of chalkboards. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want that. So we tasked the design team with come up with Brewery 2.0. We need space that is open, colorful, bright, um, that is not intimidating. We want it to be welcoming to everybody that comes in, whether it's somebody that's been into craft beer for 30 years or whether it's somebody that's come in for the first time and is a little bit apprehensive about being there and doesn't know what to to pick. And uh, I think they knocked it out of the park. It's gorgeous. Mm. Um, it's Allie, a smart-looking space. Thank you. Well, we it, there was a considerable amount of time and thought that went into it from the design aesthetic to where furniture was going to be to high tops versus low tops. Um, yeah. So it's it's we I think I think they killed it. I mean, we just we put smart people on the job and, right. and let them do their jobs. Right. And we're really happy with how it turned, turned out. Turned out beautifully. Thank turned you. out beautifully. Well, did, now did you say David and Ruffin or David Ruffin? David <laughs> and Ruffin. <laughs> Those are two two okay. different people. Yeah. Oh. David Turner and Ruffin Lowry are the sort of the developers of the whole project. <laughs> he went straight to the Temptations. Wasn't that the Temptations? <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> but no, I gotcha. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an attorney also, so I'm very interested. How did you get into the field of law that you got into? Um, uh, being in the right place at the right time, mm. essentially. I was practicing law as a very green um and slightly arrogant baby lawyer on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I like we, how you called yourself slightly arrogant. Well, I yeah. I, I, aren't all <laughs> lawyers self reflection? Aren't all lawyers when they're in their twenties fall into not that me, category? But I mean, I'm just saying. Look at him. Not, not I was Camel. <laughs> life life has a funny way of of humbling you. Wow. Um, so we uh, I got a phone call one day from um, Mark and Leslie Henderson uh, back in. 2003, 2004 timeframe, and they are the founders and owners of Lazy Magnolia, which is the first mm -hmm. and oldest brewery in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. um, and I did their work for many years, learned as much as I possibly could from the two of them. And then, you know, as other breweries started to come online and as the industry started to grow, I was sort of the only lawyer in Mississippi, wow. and one of the only lawyers regionally uh, that had any experience. And so um, right. the practice sort of grew organically over the years. And we've worked with probably 300 breweries and distilleries all over the United wow. States. So it's I'm proud to say it's a, it's a national alcohol regulatory practice, and we do this work That's great. all over the place. So, yeah, wow. it's been fun. Right. Been mm -hmm. fun. Good stuff. Yeah, I like Good that. stuff. Let's jump right into Oktoberfest. Let's it's time do. to party. That's Let's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's some Fridays. It's time to party. So October twenty first through the twenty third, Oktoberfest. Tell me about the birth of this idea and what we can look forward to. Yeah, so Oktoberfest is uh, a traditional German celebration that has been going on for a few hundred years. Um, it it breweries in the United States have been celebrating it as well, um, but it is just a big outdoor, very carnival esque street mm. party, for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, so tonight or this afternoon, we will open at one, which is our normal hours on Friday um, in Munich. Uh, Oktoberfest starts with a very ceremonious tapping of a keg. So we will tap a keg out front. Okay. Um, and then tomorrow it's face painting for the kids. We're going to have um, a bratwurst eating competition, a Stein hoisting competition. Um, we'll have a couple of DJs and some live music tomorrow. And then Sunday, we will conclude with um, a German-style brunch. We're partnering with Elvis for a lot of the food this weekend for us, um, and they've, they have curated a, a brunch menu on, on Sunday. So come on out. The weather's going to be great. There is a ton of stuff going on in Jackson this weekend, lots of people in town for 
all the homecomings. Um, so it should be it should be a good time. He just taught me something. I was going to call it the big glass, but it's called a stein. You can you can, you can call it oh, a big glass. Oh, how who doesn't know that, Jermaine? <laughs> So the Stein, it's a holding competition? We're going to, so yeah, we're going to, you're going to fill the Stein. It's a liter. These things are heavy too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to hold it out at a 90 degree angle from your body and whoever holds it the longest wins. Over. I'm done. What do they win? We're not, I'm not real sure, but. The kick? We have some prizes for the, uh, no, probably not. A, I think what, what you call it depends on your motivation, right? Right. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. If you call it by its proper name, then you're trying to experience the beer. If you call right. it the beer. Big, give me the big glass. You're going for you know a different end result. Right? <laughs> quality yeah. over quality, yeah. right? Yeah, or yeah. A, a more a u- utilitarian use. Exactly. I mean, the one that asked for the big one. You got to watch that person from here on. I'm sorry. I'm keeping an eye on you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all just have tickled. He don't even know what this is called. He just uh, he's one of the biggest one. <laughs> Everybody turn and look at you like, sir, right. you don't belong here. But this uh, this Stein holding competition sounds like it's a feat of strength. This is like it is the it arm is. wrestling of of oh that's tough big mug holding. So we we tested it out a couple of nights ago <laughs> in the tap room, and the best anybody could get to was about two and a half or three minutes. The world Ooh, that's tough. The world record is seventeen minutes. What? Yes, this thing weighs like that's six a pounds. Long time. Yeah, that's a long time. That's the burpees of beer holding. That's right. <laughs> that, you, that was good. I'm trying. They're good. coming. That was good. They're coming. You, you've warmed up. <laughs> well, I mean, Matthew, this just sounds like a great time. Talk about. I, I see Miss Lauren Usry on here about her involvement when it comes down to putting on events like this for you all. Yeah, Lauren is a rock star. Um, so she is from central Mississippi area and has lived all over the place, uh, spent some time in Alaska. Um, we, she was looking to get back closer to home and had been doing events and similar work at a distillery in Texas called Garrison brothers. And, um, Lauren handles space rental for us. We have a great conference room type um, space in in the in the brewery that we rent out. So Lauren handles that. She handles all all of our events, internal events, and is going to be helping us coordinate some external events going into 2023. Right, right. Good job. I saw mm-hmm. Lauren. I was like, I'm going to give the one lady on the team a shout out for sure. Well, we have other ladies on the team. We have got um, the people that aren't on the website are all of the folks that actually work in the tap room. Okay. And, and those folks are equally as important to the team uh, as the folks that are on the website. So. Right, right, right. This is good stuff. Um, talk a little bit about, before we go, loggers and joggers. Yeah, um, we really want the brewery and the tap room to be a very community-focused space. And so we got approached by a group of runners that wanted to do kind of a 5K through the Bellhaven mm. neighborhood and begin and end at the brewery, and it was a no-brainer for us. I mean, we want people... Um, to enjoy our beer and enjoy it in moderation and and maintain a healthy, active lifestyle outside of, you know, just sitting around the tap room drinking beer. Right, so. Maybe right. a one, a half K. A half K. I don't <laughs> think, well, I couldn't run a zero K right there, now. Exactly. <laughs> but these right. folks come every Thursday and they do a 5K and we typically have a food truck there on Thursday wow. nights and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Right, right. That's Good nice. stuff. Good stuff. That's your job. That that sounds like so much fun. It is fun. It sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah. Now, I, I just thank you so much, Matthew, for joining us today. If you need any more information, I'll give it out for you. You ain't even got to do it. Matthew, I'll do it for you. If you need any more information about the Fertile Ground Beer Company, about their event Oktoberfest coming up, um, Matthew, 
quick question. Where is Oktoberfest being held? What's that address? Um, 800 Manship Street. So um, it's in the Bellhaven neighborhood, right down from Manship, the restaurant, right across the street from LV's. Um, if any of the listeners have been to those two restaurants. Uh, and we'll be there beginning today through Sunday afternoon. Right. That website, FertileGroundBeer.com. Again, that's FertileGroundBeer.com. I thank Matthew McLaughlin for joining us today to let us know about the inaugural Oktoberfest happening October 21st through the 23rd. Break out your leader hosens. It's going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, guys. I have enjoyed you. my time. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. And we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us and today's guest, Katie Coates, Chan Kinchula of Blues Traveler, Tom Booth, and the Fertile Ground Beer Company team member Matthew McLaughlin. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, get it to me. Upload it directly to our calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Next stop, Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip right here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.